What's up, friends? This is The Point Staff. Hey. Hey, guys. What's up? Every Thursday, when we wish we could be on campus worshiping with you guys, we'll be putting out this podcast talking about what we're up to, laughing a little, encouraging you guys where we can, and basically just trying to feel connected even though we're socially distant. All right, guys, it's finals week. Finals week. Is it? Wow. It is. It is finals week. Do you guys know that one of the recurring dreams I still have in my life when I'm stressed is that I'm walking LSU's campus okay. during finals week and I remember suddenly, suddenly that there's a class that I've been enrolled in all semester. Mm. But I forgot that I was enrolled in this class all semester. Oh, no. <laughs> I've never <laughs> shown up to a single class. I've never bought the book. I don't know anything. Oh, my goodness. But I'm realizing that the final is today. And oh. I have to go try to pass this final. Well, is that, that not the worst? You guys, I am, a, I am a mother with a full-time job. <laughs> like, I've been out of college for, for a few years. Years. <laughs> And finals week still haunts my dreams. <laughs> like, it still comes out as a traumatic stress dream. The real spooky so, season. Final season. season. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you're feeling traumatized by finals, maybe victimized by finals, it doesn't go away, guys. Personally victimized by finals week. Even if you survive finals week, the finals nightmares will catch you into your 30s. Oh my goodness. You'll still have. It's very encouraging. Thank Has you. anybody else ever had a finals nightmare? I've, I think I've had that. I think I've had the one where it's like you you were in the class, but then whatever reason you just forgot to show up. Forgot to go to and the And then final. all of a sudden you realize like, oh. I just no. ruined my life. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I yeah. thought that was a dream, uh, but it wasn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Obviously, I graduated, people. <laughs> you made it. It's okay. Barely. Well, maybe not in the spirit of finals week, but in the spirit of the semester ending and us heading on towards graduation. We've got quite a few seniors. Quite a few seniors. Seniors. seniors we love. They're graduating. And they're thinking about what's next. What are they going to do? Their jobs. They're thinking about their jobs. But in the spirit of maybe thinking about other job opportunities or the job opportunities to come, I thought it would be fun for us to play a little bit of Would You Rather Job Edition. Would You Rather? Yes. Okay. okay. Would You Rather Job Edition. So I'm going to throw out two jobs and you guys all have to pick which one you would rather have. Would you rather be a daycare worker or a high school teacher? Yes. One comes with changing diapers, potty accidents. High school teacher. <laughs> high school teacher. But the high school teacher comes with teenage attitudes. Yeah, what if they're mean to you? Yeah, but you just send them to the principal. Daycare worker is the way to go. It's safer for me, so. All right, what you got? I, I'm too small. <laughs> I'm too tiny. Right. Too short. Allie's daycare worker, they Nicole. Daycare worker. They won't respect me, so daycare worker as well. I would also say daycare worker. Cool. I'd, I'd definitely say high school worker. I think. Really? Yeah. I think okay. those would just be my people. You're going to be their friend. Probably, yeah. Joseph's like, we don't have to do nothing today, guys. Let's just have fun. I can see you being yeah. their favorite teacher. They learn all about life, but they like fail their math test. Yeah. All right, what about this one? Would you rather be a beekeeper oh. or a farmer? Oh, farmer. Get to ride a tractor. <laughs> oh, good point. Me too. 
I'm gonna be a farmer. Oh, that's easy. It's farmer. I don't know. I'm just gonna go with beekeeper to go For against all of you guys. Yeah. Oh, because <laughs> you're gonna get stung by a bee. No, you I wear the bee suit. Yeah. She wants a good outfit. Yeah. I I want a good outfit too. I'm wearing a bee suit. But I already have overalls, so I should be a farmer. Would you rather be a professional porta potty cleaner um, or a professional <laughs> dog food taste tester? I'll go with the dog food tester. Dog yeah, food tester. They oh. make like bacon flavor. This is true. They, like, they get like edible. salmon up in there. I mean, Hank's yeah. got salmon dog food. So it's I don't still mind kibbles tasting. and bits. <laughs> no. Um, no, it's members Mark. Thank you very much. I'd rather that than the other thing. Yeah, dog food tester. But so I get steak. Okay, oh. a dog food, dog yeah. food tester. I dog food as well. I just pinch my nose. <laughs> Drink some Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. That's how I do my medicine. Yeah, dog food tester. Anyway, <laughs> would you rather be a Tiger Stadium cleaner or a sanitation worker, okay. which is like a garbage garbage truck? Okay, garbage pickup. Sanitation worker. You just want to ride on the back of the truck. That's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> That would be fun. Yeah, I see that. Actually, That's a pro. I'm, what about Wait, cleaning the stadium? <laughs> what you could find in the stadium? What, what, sure, there's some think valuables. You would find? Phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> free car. <laughs> I mean, keys. I'm sure there's a few phones left over. Some money. Actually, that's true. You know they have rules about where those things have to go. That's true. You don't get to keep them. Would you rather be working as a Button factory assembly line worker. So like putting buttons on clothing. Yes. Or president of the United States. Oh my god. Button factory worker. Any day. Yeah. The other job seems way too stressful. Yeah. Button factory worker. <laughs> yeah. I could do the factory if I could just listen to music. You know? Yeah. Give me a good Same. jam. I'll do anything. Some podcasts. <laughs> I'll learn a lot. Right. Yeah. I think I'd be an awesome president. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get to the point. The point this week is decision making. Mm. Who loves making decisions? Let's do it. I'm all about it. Katie, where do you want to eat when this is done? I don't... What? What? <laughs> Why? Do you want Taco Bell? Always. Chick-fil-A? But also always. Popeyes. Jonathan. You can only pick one. I'm really Do- stressed. Donuts. Donuts. I'm so sorry for you. Nicole? <laughs> no, uh, too <laughs> All right. I can't do this, people. So here's the thing. I really can't. What do you think about when someone puts you on the spot for a decision? What's the first thing that goes through your head? Joseph? Don't ask me. Just whatever one you want makes it easier on me. What? So he's indecisive. He's yeah. I actually, I actually have a similar response. Like, well, what did you? I'm trying to read. Like, what did you want me to decide? I'll decide what you were wanting. Oh, I don't exactly. want to disappoint you. I'm not that. I'm not as selfless. That's not the reason. Mm. It's because I'm too stressed on making the wrong decision. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way for me to know the outcome. Have you ever had stress. decision regret? <laughs> like, you order something yes. at a restaurant, you couldn't decide, and mm. then you order something, and then it comes out terrible. Yes. And you know you should have gone the other way. And I know I'm extra stressed if that happens because I'm not the person to send it back. Okay, but what if it's a big decision? 
like life big decision? What is your process for thinking out and making a big decision? Are they not all big decisions? <laughs> <laughs> How do you tell the difference? They feel the same to me. Wait, Taco Bell ta- versus Chick-fil-A or Taco what Bell. is my major? Like That's the same. It feels the same heaviness. <laughs> Help. I mean, honestly, this isn't the right thing to do, but I'd usually ask if somebody could give me the answer. <laughs> That's fair, though. That is fair. Joseph doesn't want to... He doesn't... No, someone else make the decision. My process involves a few weeks of anxiety and stressing about the decision and then eventually working that out with the Lord and deciding I just need to make a decision instead of be anxious about my decision. I think for me, my process is a lot of anxiety because I don't want to make the wrong choice, kind of like what Katie said earlier. It's kind of decision paralysis, like which which way should I go? And I usually ask a lot of people around me what they think and what their thoughts are, which will make it even more confusing. Mm. <laughs> so then I like have all these voices all of a sudden speaking into my life and I'm like wait okay this is getting really confusing so usually for an actual effective decision to be made I have to kind of drown out those voices and come back to the Lord and um, honestly like rule out like what are the pros and cons to these different decisions like what's the pros and cons for one thing or another road and kind of just lay it all out Um, and after I've done that it becomes a little simpler and a little clearer to what I should do. And usually there um, is a piece about one over the other, or there might be peace about both. And it's just a decision I, I in my hands, which kind of makes it even harder. But I guess, yeah. But you're a fan of the pro-con situation. You're going to make Definitely. a little pro-con list. Oh, All right, is there anybody that's like a sign seeker? You're like, Lord, give me a sign. I've totally asked Confirmed, the Lord to give me know? signs before. <laughs> I'll admit it. I'm like, Lord, I need a sign. You threw out the sign. fleece and Lord, yeah. here it is. No, I think for me, I think at this point, I, I think I feel, I think I make decisions kind of quick. You know, I just feel like, okay, you know, but early on, I do think like I would be one to worry about it, try to figure it all out. But I think over time. What about like a major life decision? You would make it quick? I think I have an instinct right away. I'm like, okay, I think this is what we're going to do. You know, so I think back to the, you know, probably one of the larger ones, you know, moving back to LSU. I think it's like, oh, I think this feels right. But from that point, I say, okay, this is what I think, but now I'm going to figure this out. You know, so you have this idea, you have this inkling, but then I'd say, okay, what do I need to do? I'm going to pray about it. You know, and and so we don't always like that answer, but, you know, we should pray about it. you know, so I would pray about it, but then I'm going to seek some counsel because there's people that I trust. And Nicole said she doesn't like, you know, talk to everybody gets kind of confusing. And I think that is often, you know, people try to make decisions and they start asking everybody. Well, my best friend, I'm going to ask my mom, I'm going to ask grandma, Aunt Susie and everybody else. But it's like, we need to ask the right people, you know, so like that 2015 decision coming back to LSU or stay in Oklahoma, I called certain people that knew different situations that knew this, the, the, a job offer that we had and that they would be able to speak wisdom to that and not be you know persuasive one person i didn't ask my mama because mama found out i'm coming back to lsu potentially we didn't tell our family at all 
because Allie and I knew that would not be wisdom that was unbiased. Like that would be biased all the way. You bring the grandkids home now and come back to Louisiana. So, so we called pastor friends. Um, we talked to others and we did ask the Lord for a sign. We asked him for scripture or we asked him to show us what you do. So I do believe we pray about it. You know, when I think about those big decisions, praying about it, asking for wisdom, seeking out some counsel, but limiting that to a handful. Like I think when you start getting into four, five, six, now you're just talking about it a lot and not really praying about it. And I do think that, you know, that idea is, I mean, we see it in scripture where, you know, I think it's Gideon, right? He throws out a fleece, you know, trying to get the Lord to know that he's with it. And so I do see that in scripture and I do think, but I do want to give a word of caution. Like you've got to be mindful of that. Like when you're asking the Lord for something like that, you got to be careful that you don't go seeking, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like all of a sudden you're looking for writing on the wall, but you're trying to make things happen. Because yeah. I would even say that for me and Allie, like early on in our dating process, you know, like we started dating and it's like, I wanted to make sure this was the right thing. And so what did I do? I, we started dating. I called my pastor. He was coming in back into Baton Rouge to do a wedding, set up a meeting. We're going to have a conversation. What do you think? Again, I'm seeking wisdom. I've prayed about it. Now I'm asking a, a mentor, someone I trust to give me good sound judgment. But also in that, asking the Lord, you know, I remember praying very specific one day, Lord, I would like a sign, but I'm not going to seek this out. I'm just going to forget about this conversation. I'm going to ask you and then leave it alone. And then I remember having a moment the next day, like out of nowhere, scripture or something dropped in. I was like, you know, and blew it off for a minute. But then later on coming back, the Lord reminded me, hey, you asked for something. Mm -hmm. Here you go. And so there's just beauty that the Lord will respond to those things. But at the same time, I want to caution, like, you know, that pursuit. Because some people are like, well, I asked the Lord to for the grass to be wet. Well, if you live in Louisiana, it's going to be wet in the morning because it's moisture. It's called humidity. You know, so you got to be careful, you know, that we don't just start creating things. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, I think one of the things, even in the scripture, I felt like the Lord showed me and one of that we kind of hung on to as we made our decision is um, that the point of that scripture is that as we delight ourselves in the Lord, he's partnering with us in our visions and he's partnering with us in our dreams. Mm-hmm. So the promise of the Lord in in that scriptures that's being spoken to us is not yes choose lsu no stay in oklahoma it, that that really wasn't the answer as much as the answer is i'm with you mm-hmm. and i think a lot of times in the hard decisions we have to make um you're not always going to get that really clear answer of mm-hmm. yes do this no don't do that but some of the even more beautiful things that can kind of just because decision making is so hard, I'll say grind out of your heart <laughs> in the decision making yes. process can be, um, man, some of the most beautiful stuff, which is the confidence that no matter what you decide, the Lord is with you and that he's partnered with you and that you're doing things unto his glory. Because I think when I'm making hard decisions, you want to make the perfect decision. But honestly, no matter what I decided, whether I was going to move to Louisiana or move to Oklahoma, the road was going to be hard either way. But I can make this choice with a little bit of freedom because the Lord is with me. And I think it's interesting you bring that up. I think understanding that sometimes in decision making, there's no wrong decision. You know, so even like our, you know, for this example, we're mm-hmm. using our, our transition back. Either we stay in Oklahoma, we come to LSU. I don't believe there was a wrong answer. Mm-hmm. I truly believe we could have done either option. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes in life, there's going to be those decisions. So for some of you seniors or down the road, graduating people, you're graduating and now you have job offers. And ultimately, mm-hmm. I think the Lord would give you an option to choose 
But there's going to be some pros and cons. I mean, the Lord's good. Like, He can do what, you know, He can lead us and guide us, you know. Yeah. One bad major choice doesn't ruin God's plan for your whole life. Preach. You know, yeah. and I think sometimes we get so stressed in decision making mm -hmm. because we feel like, man, what if I blow this one? Well, life's not one decision. Mm -hmm. Right. Right? Like, life is more than, is accumulation, an accumulation of the everyday mm -hmm. decisions mm -hmm. leading us down a path. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think maybe taking that pressure off like, oh, well, this one decision ruined my life. No, it might have did a little stumbling block. It might have made <laughs> things a little harder. Mm -hmm. But I don't think one decision determines our life or can ruin our life. And also he can reroute you. So if that's you're good, on good, the yeah. wrong okay. road or you feel all of a sudden like you made a decision, mm -hmm. you had two great decisions, you made one and you realize, man, actually, this is not exactly what I want or I don't see this being... You know, or this was great for a little while and now I want to do something else. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Like the, you can be rerouted. You could do other things. I feel like life is like uh, living in seasons and in little, little pockets of seasons. And sometimes you go one way and then you go the other way and mm -hmm. it's just part of life. So yeah. But I think it's that you. truth of you got to stay connected. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the most important thing in our life is that we know the Father, that we know Jesus, that mm -hmm. we're in that connection, in that yeah. relationship, <laughs> and trusting Him in the process. I find whenever I have my hardest, like whenever I feel the most stressed about decisions and all these different choices is when I find myself furthest from the Lord. Like when mm -hmm. I'm not spending time with the Lord and when I'm not yeah. praying, yeah. that's when I feel a lot more like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. But whenever I'm in that and I'm focusing on that, then those decisions are a little bit easier. Yeah. That's what happened to me. Yeah. Last year at this time, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out because I'm graduating and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And it wasn't until after I had stressed the whole fall semester of my senior year of working really hard on grad school applications and forgetting that I had to take the GRE and waking up that morning and rushing over to take the GRE and, <laughs> and like spending like 70 something dollars in total on like all of the application fees I sent in and stressing about the meetings with the professors mm -hmm. and all this and um, and then I finally sat with Katie Price and I was like please mentor me and she was like well Katie you are close to Jesus what did he say and then that's when I realized that I spent a whole semester working hard and not asking the Lord what he wanted me to do. Like, I didn't even connect with him about it for months. And as soon as I went home and just connected with him, like, not even just tell me exactly what you want, but God, like, I'm so sorry that I haven't really connected with you in a long time. Like, mm -hmm. I just need to come back to the foundation of it all, you know? And as soon as I did that, I felt the peace that you're talking about. And I, it really wasn't... um I didn't get a clear answer, but I felt more connected with the Lord and in his presence, there was like a, there was an obvious choice. And he was like, Katie, um, there's an opportunity for you to go to grad school and be a speech pathologist. There's also the opportunity for you to learn and grow as a minister in Chi Alpha and you can do whichever one you want. But I advise you to like really look into your skill sets and your passions and make your choice from there so you're not miserable. And I was really confused that that was the answer, but... I definitely had a choice, is what I'm trying to say. But know? I even think right there, again, it's it, there's a little practical. Like, mm -hmm. I think somewhere in the church world, sometimes we get a little too spiritual and we leave out these practical things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? And so you even said, like, the Lord lets you look at your gifts. Mm -hmm. 
And there's natural gifts that, you know, I had seen for quite a few years and been trying to get you to do the Kyle <laughs> internship and to come on staff. And she just, you know, always blew me off. But, and, and, and I had to, you know, let her make a decision. I had to back off, you know, didn't put no pressure in that, you know, senior year, just let, didn't talk to her about it. But then trusting that the Lord would let her see. But I think there are natural giftings there, you know. And so there's sometimes when you're making these decisions, what is the practical thing saying? You know, maybe who you're going to marry, right? Like you're sitting there and like you really feel called to Africa and do missions. But this girl that you're dating absolutely doesn't want to do missions. There's something practical here. It's yeah. not going to work. <laughs> like it's just not. She doesn't want to fly and you want to go to Africa. It doesn't work. Like see you in a few months after I get on the boat and ride across. No, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think too often we, we try to force these things. You know, because we don't want to look at some practical things here. Um, James 2, I was looking, or James 1, sorry. James 1, 5 through 8 says this. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of a sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Man, I just love that the Lord invites us, invites us to ask. And he gives generously. In the spirit of decision-making, I need to make the decision to put my child to bed. She's <laughs> awake. Her poor eyes are drooping and it's so, so sleepy. I got to put this kid to bed. But in the spirit of decision-making... I trust all of you to make good decisions. All right, guys, as we wrap up tonight, I think one of the couple of things I want to do is maybe let's just walk through, you know, like a little process, like how we would make decisions. So what would y'all say is the two biggest decisions students are wanting to make in college or need to make in college? Mm. Two well, biggest decisions. Well, obviously, you're in school. You have to make a decision of what you're going to do, what you're going to major in. Okay, yes. so major, yes, yeah. mm-hmm. yes, yes. And then obviously, when you're not in school... <laughs> You are going to need to figure out who you're going to marry. <laughs> so you got to get a job and got to get a spouse. Okay, step number one seems too obvious, but it's true. We need to pray about it. Right? Well, no, that's good. Because I think often we say we'll pray, mm-hmm. or we, you know, as we addressed earlier, or... We, we, we take that as the obvious answer, but it's kind of overlooked, as you stated. Yeah, I think just to shed a little light on what I mean by, like, by pray about it. Okay, like yeah, What's yeah. supposed to happen when you go pray about it. Yeah. I'm not trying to set you up to fail. Like, set you up expecting that when you, the first time you go pray about this life decision, like, Lord, what should I major in? He's going to be like, biology. Like, <laughs> probably not. Okay, no, that's but good, that's I would, good. I would advise that the goal is... To connect with your creator Ooh. and let him restore some faith in you. Let him build up some trust in him and you. And you, work on your heart and work on your connection with him in the prayer aspect. And hopefully you can walk away with peace as you walk out some more practical things to come. So step two, I would say, is we need to seek counsel. We need to get some mm-hmm. wisdom from some outside yeah. perspective. Because we all know like our, our vision can be a little cloudy, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, But who do we ask? Maybe not the person that you know for sure will just agree with everything you say. Mm. Okay, (laughs) okay, okay. Yeah. That friend who just says yes to everything. Ask them about (laughs) your outfit choice of the day, not what major you should pick. Ooh, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. 
then you know I would say the person that you're asking should probably be a believer. But I would, as I kind of mentioned earlier, I would think like two or three. Mm-hmm. You know, start getting five, six opinions, and, right. and now it's all. But I would, you know, maybe go odd number. You know, so you're not one to one, but maybe two mm-hmm. to one somewhere. You know, but just little practical things. I do think in decision making, practical and spiritual go together. Okay, number three, I'd say, is seek the peace. We kind of mm-hmm. discussed this a little bit before, but definitely seeking the peace of the Lord is so important when you're making a decision. There can be so many fears involved in making a decision. So I think one thing that's been important for me is dismantling those fears. And I think and I think bringing it, and that's, again, coming back to the mentor, because I don't think this is all like a linear thing, like a sequential. Yeah. I think all these steps yeah. kind of go together. I'm mm-hmm. praying about it as I speak to a mentor, mm-hmm. but I'm also sharing with him maybe the fears I have. Right. And then I think the last thing I would say is kind of making these decisions is you got to put some timelines. You got to put mm-hmm. some time, you know, a time on it because I think a deadline, so to speak, because... Yeah. We let things drag out. Yeah, we do. Waiting for the Lord to speak, but the Lord. All you procrastinate. Yeah, all the procrastinate. You know, but rise up. Let's again. <laughs> you know, but the Lord, He He will show you in time, and He doesn't need ten months to answer. Now, you know, and so I think sometimes we sit around and we're waiting. Right. When in our hearts we probably have an answer, you yeah. know, but we have, but we're just waiting for this quote unquote confirmation. And, and be honest, you know, like, I don't know if it's ever going to come. Because I think, again, we get to make a decision. Mm-hmm. We have free will. You know, we have the ability to choose. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord gives us that and, and that. and that's his loving choice to give us a choice. You know, and so in that, you know, having talked to their mentors, having, you know, sought some counsel, having checked mm-hmm. the word of God. You know, put some time on it. Say, you know, in a week, I'm going to make a decision. <laughs> I had someone sit across the counter from me at dinner one time when I was like, I don't know what college I should go to. And they were like, um, you know, sometimes, not to freak you out, but sometimes I feel like the enemy will try to trap you in just being indecisive. And then that way, you're so stressed about finding the will of God, but really, he just got you stuck and you're not doing anything because you're too worried about making a choice that you didn't do anything for God. And I was like, oh, that, that is so good. <laughs> no, that's good. I mean, one of the most powerful things I heard as a student was if you're truly seeking after God, it's a lot harder to miss God's will than you think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We love you guys. We miss you. It's been an amazing year. And so we just want to encourage you, finish strong in your finals, finish the semester strong. And we'll see you guys hopefully in the summer. But hey, before we leave, we got a few life group leaders that want to tell you hi. Bye. Bye. See ya. Hey, this is Bailey. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to my life group girls. I miss y'all so much and I'm so proud of y'all for finishing out this semester strong. Love y'all. Hey guys, it's Maddie. Just want to give a shout out to my life group girls. I love y'all and miss you. Can't wait to see you in August. Hey y'all, this is Kirsten. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to my life group. I love y'all so much. I'm so proud of you. You've worked so hard through this semester and I can't wait to see you again in Baton Rouge soon. Peace.